You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're welcome to our broadcast today. We are celebrating Pentecost. Today around the world, Christians are celebrating today as a Pentecost Sunday. This is the day that the Holy Spirit came into the earth. You see, Jesus, while, while he was on earth, Jesus was the one. He was the power of God on the earth. He was the power of God in bodily form. He was the power of God. Wherever he went, people, people that needed the power of God had to locate Jesus. They needed to locate Jesus in order to experience the power of God. Okay, so he was, he was the power of God, but you see, he was limited. He was limited, why? Because the power of God was only in one human body, in one human body. Can you imagine such a limitation that he was just in one, one person, one body. God just put his power in one human body, and that's the body of Jesus as well, the Bible says that God gave him the spirit without measure. The, there was no limit to the anointing and the power that was upon the life of Jesus. In other words, the power that Jesus carried was more than the water in the sea. It was more, more, more. There was no measure to the power that he carried. If the whole world came to him, they would have experienced the power of God. Okay, so that was a great time. It was a great time for the earth. It was a great time for the Jewish nation, the nation of Israel, national Israel. It was a good time for the apostles of Jesus. They were so glad to be witnessing the things that they witnessed because the power of God was right there with them in person. But then, it got to a point that Jesus now began to speak to his disciples and says, it is to your benefit that I go away. It is to your benefit. It is to your advantage that I go away. It is to your advantage that I go away. And this did not make sense to them because, look, they've been having the greatest time of their life. They've been experiencing the power of God, witnessing the power of God, seeing the dead raised, seeing blind eyes open, seeing... Um, all kinds of manifestations. Alright, they've been experiencing all these things. And now you come and tell us that it is to our advantage that you go away. Jesus, it doesn't make sense. So their hearts were troubled. And he kept encouraging them, don't let your heart be troubled. Okay, believe in God, believe also in me. Believe the things I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. So that's how Jesus was communicating, preparing them. And they had no clue. They didn't, their minds could not imagine what was coming. Their minds could not imagine what was coming. And so, uh, Jesus was busy preparing them because he knew he was going back to heaven. But then, the Father is going to send the Holy Spirit. He says, I'll pray the Father and he will send you another comforter. Alright. And he will be with you. So, he, this was the day. So this day 2,000 years ago was when that promise came to fruition. And uh, let's look at the book of Acts. Acts chapter 
in Acts chapter 1, Jesus was speaking before his ascension. Okay? Before his ascension, he gave them some instructions. He gave them some instructions and um, he says to them, um, verse 7, he says, he says to them, uh, sorry, verse, verse 8 rather, he says to them, but you shall receive power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You shall receive power. Okay. You shall receive power. But prior to that, if you go to the book of Luke, St. Luke's Gospel, he said to them in Luke 24, in Luke 24 verse 49, he says, Behold, I send you the promise of my Father. I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Okay. Tarry in Jerusalem. Go wait in Jerusalem. All right. Don't go anywhere. Don't go. I know you've learned a lot in this three and a half years. You've seen a lot. You've experienced my power. You have even worked some miracles. Remember in Luke chapter 10 when he sent them out and they came out testifying how demons were subject to, to them in his name. He had given them power to raise the dead, to cast out demons and all of that. They've experienced all those things. Okay. And Jesus is saying to them, Still tarry in Jerusalem. You're not ready yet. Okay. Wait in Jerusalem. Wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. And the Bible says that, that, um, that the last thing he said to them is in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 where we have read. He says you will receive power. So as you tarry in Jerusalem, you're going to receive power. All right, and this power will enable you to be my witnesses. So although you have been eyewitnesses to all my ministry, you've been eyewitnesses to my preaching, the power of my preaching, you've been eyewitnesses to the miracles I perform, you've been eyewitnesses to my resurrection. I was dead, but now I'm alive. You, you are eyewitnesses. Okay, you've seen this, but... All of that is not enough without the power of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit. So he says to them, you will receive power. And this power will enable you to be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. To the ends of the earth, you are going to be able to accurately manifest my power. All right. So that's what we're celebrating and also we need to have our faith. We're talking today about faith in the power of God. It is important for God's people to have faith in the power of God. It's important. Why? Because if we don't have faith in the power of God, we will not experience the power of God. Many of us have more faith in our fears than in the power of God. Many of us have more faith in in people's opinions and what people say, the Bible says, whose report will you believe? 
Whose report will you believe? So many people have more faith in the report of the world, in the report of the wisdom of the world, than in the power of God. Mm, no, no, no. It's time for you to begin to build faith in the power of God. Okay? Build your faith in the power of God. Why? The power of God is real. I'm telling you. The power of God is real. So, we're going to look at a few scriptures. We're going to look at a few scriptures. And as we look at those scriptures, I want you to open your heart. Let the Holy Spirit stir up something inside you. Let the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is at work already in your life. All right. But now you need to have faith in the power of God. Let's read from um, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We read from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm telling you, you will see, you will see here that Paul is saying in verse 4 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Paul says here, he's, he's speaking, he says, And my speech and my preaching were not with Persuasive words of human wisdom. Okay. Yes. But in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. In demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of man. But in the power of God. So today I want you to have faith in the power of God. Your faith should not be in my ability to explain the word of God. Your faith should not be in what you have read. Okay? In uh, people's opinions. It, your faith should not be based on people's explanations. Although there is a place for explanations is good for that. But your faith. Faith needs to be in the power of God. Yeah, in the power of God. Because the power of God is real. The power of God is real. God is all-powerful. We know that. He's omnipotent. There is nothing God cannot do. All that we see today are a product of God's power. And I know that there are some people, some theologians called cessationists who, have, who preach that certain that the manifestations of the Spirit have ceased. And there is no greater error than that. I'm telling you, God has not stopped working. Manifestations of the Spirit have not ceased. In fact, they are intensifying. <laughs> they are intensifying and before Jesus comes... We are going to walk in raw power. Raw power. We need to start building our faith in that. Start building our faith because he's the one that said, The works that I do shall ye do, and greater works than these because I go to the Father. I go to the Father. The works that Jesus did, was he only addressing his 12 disciples or the few disciples that he had, the 70 or uh, is, is that all? 
Is it all, does it only apply to them? No. What Jesus said still applies to us today. So we need to have faith in the power of God. Faith, you need to believe that God can use you to do great and mighty things. You need to believe that. Don't have more faith in your circumstances, in your situation, or more faith in your experience than in the power of God. No, that's an error. So, Paul is saying that the reason why he demonstrated the power of God is so that the faith of the people should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So we are living in that era of power. The Holy Spirit ushered in the era of the power of God. Okay, so like I was saying from the beginning, when Jesus was on the earth, he was the power of God. He was the manifestation of the power of God. He was the power of God personified. He was the one that carried the power of God wherever. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38, it says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So the anointing was so strong on Jesus, and everywhere he went, People were being, people were experiencing God. They were experiencing freedom. He was healing and he was freeing people from the oppression of the enemy. And he was uh, demonstrating the goodness of God, the benevolence of God. All right. So that's, 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 that's what was happening. But now, on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2. Let's turn there to Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, we see there that um, as the Holy Spirit, in Acts chapter 2, and uh, verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, right? And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. The Holy Spirit, first of all, filled the house. Okay? Filled the house. Then after that, it filled the people. Yes. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they began to speak in tongues. They began to speak as the Spirit gave them utterance. This was the day that the body of Christ, the church, was inaugurated. So, Jesus, when he said, it is to your advantage that I go, because why? While Jesus was on the earth, they needed to be where he was physically in order to experience the power of God. But now on the day of Pentecost, 
as the Lord, as the Holy Spirit descended. Okay? This was the day that the Holy Spirit came to the earth and is resident on the earth. The Holy Spirit is the member of the Godhead that is resident on the earth. All right. God the Father and Jesus are in heaven. And of course, they come from time to time. And again, I'm not taking away from God omnipresence. God is everywhere at the same time. But I'm telling you that on this day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit took residence on the earth. <laughs> he came down. And from that time he came down, he's not restricted to one human body. Like during the time of Jesus. During the time of Jesus, he was restricted to one human body. And that's the body of Jesus. But now, now in this day, these are glorious days, great days. And that's why you need to have faith in the power of God. Why? Now he can be everywhere. He can be in everybody that believes. He can be in everybody that has faith. So the Holy Spirit is not limited. He's not limited to, to, to where Jesus is physically. He is everywhere in everybody that has faith and believes in him. See? So that's to, to our advantage that Jesus went. Can you imagine if Jesus were still around and he were here physically, you know, still living, walking around? You found that anytime anybody needs a miracle, he will have to travel to the Middle East. <laughs> To go and experience the miracle of Jesus. To go and be where Jesus is physically. But now God has decentralized his power. He has decentralized his power. Now it's not just in one geographical location. It's not just in one body. It is everywhere. Through the Holy Spirit. So this is a great day. It's a great day. I celebrate this day. Because this is a day that the promise of Jesus was fulfilled to the apostles. This is a day that the power of God took residence on the earth. And up till today, the Holy Spirit hasn't gone back. No, he's still here. Amen. He's still here. Jesus can still come, but the Holy Spirit is here. He can still come. Jesus can come. He can come physically. He can come spiritually. He can be everywhere now because he's God, um, as God in the flesh. He can be everywhere. But, uh, sorry, as God, as a spirit, uh, God in the spirit, he can be everywhere as well. But remember, while he was on earth, during his earthly ministry, he had given up his God. Um, he had emptied himself of those abilities of God. Okay? The omnipotence of God. That's why he needed the anointing. He needed to be anointed before he could perform miracles. And there I know some theologians feel that Jesus performed miracles because he was the son of God. No, he didn't perform them because he was the son of God. He performed them because he was the son of man anointed by the spirit of God. So you, you, if he did it, if he performed miracles because he was the son of God, eh, then... What happens to you and I? What happens to you and I? Because he performed those miracles due to the fact that he was man, 100% man, and anointed by the Holy Spirit, 
you are 100% man and also you are anointed by the Holy Spirit because you have the same Holy Spirit that was on Jesus you can do what he did isn't that good news so we need to develop our faith cultivate our faith our faith in the power of God has to increase to increase your faith meditate on the Word of God more and more and more let the power of God begin to rise up from within you why you have the Holy Spirit already you are carrying the power you're carrying the power okay in Acts 1 uh, 1 a when when Jesus said to the disciples you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you the word the word for power there is dunamis that is inherent power that is stored power now as you are right now you don't feel powerful but let me tell you you are carrying power all right when you see a dynamite and they show you they say this is a dynamite you you look at it it doesn't look powerful it doesn't look powerful but wait until it explodes until it explodes then you can see the devastation it can cause so in the same way the enemy tries to make you feel powerless because oh I don't feel powerful I don't feel powerful my faith is not in my feelings my faith is not in my feelings no my faith is in the power of God my faith is in the power of God and your faith also needs to be in the power of God it doesn't matter how you feel oh I woke up feeling sick it is that is just a feeling that's just a feeling your faith should not be connected to your feeling don't make that mistake and that's the mistake many people make and that's why they abort manifestations because they attach their faith to their feelings your feelings mu must not determine what God is doing in your life and so sometimes we can yeah feelings can be indicators but you need to also understand that the enemy has the ability to manipulate feelings and that's why you shouldn't put your faith in feelings put your faith in the power of God power of God all right so believe God God wants to do great things through you he wants to do great things through you remember the works that I do shall ye do and greater works than these because I go to the Father. There are greater works that Jesus has allocated for you. But you need to have faith in the power of God. Faith in the power of God. You need to have faith to be able to do the unimaginable. Have faith to be able to do that which uh, a natural person cannot do okay all right so your faith must be in the power of God and not in the wisdom of God now the power of God is real there are there are many things about the power of God there's so much to say about the power of God and we can look at it from different angles so um, faith in the power of God is what produces manifestation that is what produces manifestation and a lot of times we, we we could be in a place and the power of God is there 
but yet we might not experience manifestation. Let's look at a scripture. Let's look at an example in the book of Luke. Um, Luke chapter 5. In Luke chapter 5, we read here from verse 17. All right. Now it happened on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Now look at the next sentence. It says, And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Okay. These are people. Remember I said, when Jesus was on the earth, he was the power of God personified. So Jesus was there. Because Jesus was there, the power was there. Okay? And the power of God, the Bible specifically says that the power was there to heal them. That means these guys were sick. These guys, have you noticed that every time Jesus was somewhere, there were always, there was always, there were always scribes. There were always Pharisees. There were Sadducees. They would come around each time Jesus was in, in town or in a, in, a, in, in a community, anywhere Jesus was. Those guys were always attracted. Always attracted. Yes? So, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then he says, Then, behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went on the housetop and let him, uh, and let, let him down with his bed through the tailing into the midst before Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Now these are, Four men. Uh, Jesus was there. The Bible says the, the crowd. There was a crowd. Crowds always followed Jesus. Do you know why? Because he was the power of God. So he always attracted crowds. Yeah. And when you hear crowds or when you hear um, multitudes, you a lot of times we don't we don't know how how many these people are. But according to according to Jewish historians okay Jewish historians say that that um, each time the Bible says a multitude a multitude thronged Jesus a multitude were around Jesus um, there were not less than 10,000 people imagine that not less than 10,000 people okay each time each time Jesus was at a place, and the Bible specifically mentions multitudes. There were not less than 10,000. So here, when it says crowd, I'm not sure how many people were there, but these guys could not get in. No way to get through the door. So they had to, out of desperation, climb to the roof and then open that place and let down their friend, let down the bed. No. And when Jesus saw their faith, verse 20, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. 
And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God? But Jesus perceived their thoughts. He answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, Rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And immediately he rose up before them and took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and they glorified God. And they were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things. These are the days that we will see strange things. I'm telling you, by the power of God. God. This power was present to heal them, but instead of them to have faith in the power, they were busy reasoning. Remember last week, we were talking about the obstacles to manifestation. Sometimes the mind, the mind is what the enemy uses to fight our walk. Um, of faith to find the manifestations of the supernatural in our lives. It's the mind the enemy uses. So here it was the mind that Satan used to hinder them from ex experiencing the power. From experiencing the power. They were amazed. The power of God, if there were, I mean, if there were 2,000 people in that place. The power was present to heal them, all of them, but only one. How? The Bible says when Jesus saw their faith, their faith was connected to the power of God. And then manifestation happened. Okay, so we need to, we need to have faith in the power of God. The Holy Spirit is already here. The Holy Spirit is in you if you are born again. If you are born again, the Holy Spirit is in you. And even as I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is where you are. You can experience the power of God where you are right now. Because there's no distance. The Holy Spirit is everywhere at the same time. He's everywhere. And it doesn't matter what condition it is you are in. If you will put faith in the power of God... God will touch you. God will touch your life. God will change your life. God will transform your life if you will exercise faith. Faith in the power. Faith in the power of God. Okay, so we need to have faith in the power of God. Do you believe God? I want to share with you that not only is the Holy Spirit uh, the, not only does the Holy Spirit bring power, also remember that the Word of God itself also um, is powerful. Okay? According to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, uh, the Bible tells us there that it says, For the Word of God is living and 
powerful. The power, the word of God contains the power of God. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. But the word of God also is powerful. The word of God is his power as well. Alright, so if you have faith in the word of God, then you have faith in the power of God. If you have faith in the Holy Spirit, then you have faith in the power of God. Yeah, for the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's a discerner. It's so powerful. It, the power of the word has penetrating ability. It's able to pierce. Pierce. It's able to divide the soul and the spirit. You know that the soul and the spirit are so together. It's impossible to separate them. It's impossible. But the word of God has the capacity to cause that separation. Yeah. That's why when you die, when, you, when somebody dies, when somebody dies, the body is, the, the, the spirit and the soul are detached from the body. Okay, there's that separation. That's what leads to death. But the spirit and the soul remain together. They remain together throughout for eternity. They remain together. But the word of God has the capacity divine the soul and the spirit that's to tell you how effective and how powerful the word of God is alright so it's, 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 it's able to separate this and even to get into the joints and the marrow the innermost part of your being your joints the word of God can go into your body it can go into every cell in your body it can go it can go into your joints. If you have arthritis, be healed right now by the power of God. Those, those, um, those joints receive healing in the name of Jesus. I declare healing to your body in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it is not only that it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. If your mind if your mind is being harassed by the enemy, demonic thoughts harassing your mind, I declare freedom. I declare freedom over your mind in the name of Jesus. Be free in your mind. Receive freedom by the power of God's word in the name of Jesus. Yes. So there is power in God's word. If you be, continue to meditate on God's word, you're going to take God's word in. You are taking in power into you. You're taking in power. When you receive the Holy Spirit, it's power you've received. When you speak in tongues, it's power you are releasing. Libra de ketus konomuste. That is power. That is power. There's power in that. But many times we have more faith in our fears. We have more faith in our feelings. We have more faith in the reports of, of, of the world. We have more faith than in the power of God. We must repent and stop believing, believing a lie. Stop putting more faith in a lie. Even if it is a fact. 
Let me tell you this. Even if it's a fact, okay? Even what if the information you got is factual, it does not mean, it does not mean that it is the truth. It's not the final say. Facts change, but the truth never changes. Never changes. All right. So maybe you went to the doctor, you went for a checkup, and the doctor says, this is the situation. That is a fact. That is a fact. But guess what? The truth is that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. That is the truth. Now, where are you going to put your faith? Are you going to put your faith in the report of the doctor who is doing his best and he is, he is going according to his training? Are you going to remain there? Or are you going to go into the word of God and say, Lord, this is what the doctor says. This is the, what the test results say. But this is what your word says. And by your power. Because I have faith in your power. I want to apply. I insist on what your word says to become my reality. That's how to get manifestations. That's how to use your faith in the power of God to produce manifestations in your life. Okay? Yes. So, that is important. Yeah. But not only that, do you know that you are powerful as well? <laughs> you are also powerful. Yeah. Be why? Because Christ in you is the hope of glory. You are, you are carrying Christ in you. So, when he was on earth, when he was on earth, he was the power of God. Now that he's in you, has he become less the power of God? No. Galatians. Let, let me read Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I love this scripture. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. He says, For I have been crucified with Christ... It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Hallelujah. It is no longer I that lives. It's Christ living in me. Christ is in you. He's the one living right inside you. Okay? And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So if Jesus was the power of God personified 2,000 years ago when he was walking the dusty roads of Jerusalem and Galilee and Capernaum and so on, if he was the power of God then and now he's inside me, he is not less the power of God. He's not less the power of God. So what am I saying? You are also powerful. Why? Because of the Christ that is in you. Uh, you know, it's good to know who you are in Christ. It's good to know, you know, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ and so on. Uh, it's good to know who you are in Christ. But it is even better to know who Christ is in you. So, Christ in you is not a weakling. Come on. So, your faith needs to be in the power of God. All right.
Oh, well, you know, uh, I'm just so, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I can't figure things out. You know, I'm not really prepared for this situation. Hello? Have you thought about Christ in you? Have you thought about consulting with the Christ in you? Have you thought about that? Okay, you are not prepared for that situation, but have you thought that Christ in you is never unprepared. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't prepare when you need to prepare for anything, but there are times that things catch you unawares and you're not prepared. What are you going to do? Freak out that you're not prepared? No! That's the time to draw from Christ within you. Christ in you. Hallelujah. It is no longer I that live, but it's Christ that lives in me. Glory to God. You know, I was listening to a man of God uh, years ago. And he was narrating a testimony. Um, he had an experience. You know, he was reading the Bible as he was reading through the Gospels. He began to see, he began to see certain scriptures. I said, God, no, this thing, I, I need to walk in this. I need to walk in what you walked in. You know, so he was waiting on the Lord, just trying to, Figure out how to do the works of Jesus. And one day as he was, he was, he was uh, meditating, he says, Jesus just walks into his room. And Jesus walks into his room and spoke to him. And after talking to him, he says, Jesus now entered into him. <laughs> Jesus, instead of going away, he now enters into him. And then from that day, he started to, Walking in the supernatural. But I thought, that's interesting. The Bible already says that Christ is in us. So Jesus doesn't need to come out and then come and enter you before you believe. The scripture already says, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. Christ lives in you. The power of God lives in you. That's what it means. You have Christ living in you and you have the Holy Spirit living in you. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Let me say this in closing. Okay? Christ living in you is the, is, he's, he's the, um, the exousia of God. He's the authority of God living in you. The Holy Spirit is the dunamis of God living in you. So you have exousia and dunamis in you. You know, when the disciples were performing miracles in Luke chapter 10, they didn't have dunamis. They were doing miracles without dunamis. They were performing miracles with exousia, with the authority that Jesus gave them. All right? But then in the book of Acts, that's when they now got dunamis, the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the explosive power. So when you combine exousia, and dunamis, yo, you have what we see in Acts, in the early church, in Acts of the Apostles. It's, it's, a, it's a combination of powers. So you have them both inside you. You have them both inside you. So what am I saying? Have faith in the power of God. There is power in you. You carry power. It doesn't matter how you feel. Stop putting your faith in your feelings. Please. Don't reduce God to, that, to, to the level of your feelings. Elevate yourself to the level of God's power.
Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for your people. Yes, I release power. I release power. If there's anything you're believing God for, I want you to just stretch out your faith. I'm going to, as I pray, there's going to be manifestation in your life. Okay? I want you to believe God. Believe God. Put your faith in the power of God. Whatever it is, the power of God is able to do that in your life. Okay? So just stretch your hands. And if you want to touch my hands on the screen, that's fine. But if you're not able to, just stretch your hands. And whatever it is, just call it as I declare. All right? And this is going to bring manifestation. The power of God will come over you. Father, I just thank you. I declare every need met right now by the power of your word, by the power of your word, and by the power of your spirit in the name of Jesus. To the sick, I command healing in the name of Jesus. To the oppressed, I command freedom. In the name of Jesus. To the depressed I command freedom. In the name of Jesus. To the needy I command needs to be met. By the power of God. Right now. Have your needs met right now. I curse every condition. That is not of God in your body. In your life. In your mind. In your home. Right now. Let the power of God fill the room where you are. Right now, the power of God that is present, let it perform miracles in your life. According to your faith, let it be unto you. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Satan, take your hands off of those people and lose them from your grip. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you real good. And uh, you want to receive Jesus into your heart. Maybe you're not born again or you drifted away. You want to come back. I want you to just pray this after me. All right? To say this. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus. He is the power of God. Personified. I believe in my heart that he died and he rose. On the third day to give me life. And I confess with my mouth. That he is Lord. He's my Lord and Savior. Jesus come into my heart. Make me a new person. Thank you Lord. I receive you right now. Cause me to love what you love. And to hate what you hate. Thank you Jesus. Amen. Now let me pray for you Father. I pray, I pray for my brother, my sister. Well, just pray this prayer. Lord God, let there be manifestation of your power in their lives. Visit them in a special way. Let the new creation reality manifest in their hearts. Let them experience the joy of salvation and the peace of your kingdom. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you real good. Before you go, I want to pray for those you want to give your offering. Yes, you give towards the work of God. I want to pray for you and, uh, and, and I speak over your life. Father, I thank you.
Thank you for those who are giving, who are giving to support your word. I speak your blessing over them right now. Let doors open. Let there be increase. Let the economy of heaven be unlocked over their lives right now. I speak and I release financial wisdom, witty inventions, wealth creating ideas to begin to flow through them. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Share the message with someone. Talk to someone about this. And also, we like to hear from you. Our details are on the screen. You know, just take time. Send us a message. Send us a WhatsApp message as well. We are always keen to hear from you and to know what God is doing through your life, in your life through this broadcast. All right. Bless you. See you same time next week. Thank you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.